You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about what Benjamin and myself learned from over 100 episodes that we recorded over two years. <music> It's more than two years and more than 100 episodes ago that we started this project of the Effective Statistician Podcast. And there's a lot of learnings that you can benefit from and will make it really, really nice and actionable for you. So stay tuned for this really nice episode. And if you want to connect further, join the LinkedIn group of the Effective Statistician and follow me on LinkedIn. This podcast is produced in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. The reduced rate is just £20 for non-high-income countries and £95 for high-income countries. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to a new episode of the Effective Statistician. And this one is a very special special episode and I'm recording this like usual with Benjamin. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hi Alexander, very well, um, thanks. Yeah, it is indeed very, very special. I mean, it is special because we are looking back on a history of about 115 or actually 114 episodes before and uh, we are just a little bit chatting about what the 100 episodes or more than 100 episodes actually bring for us I mean, <laughs> and so what, what are the key takeaway messages what are the, the greatest things that we experience and so on so it's really like a like a looping back into, into time and the last two years it's actually two years ago when we started and um, so learnings from the 100 over 100 episodes yeah yeah it's it's unbelievable that I think the first episode we recorded even end of 2017, maybe. At least that is what I know that on the 21st of November 2017, I have set up a lot of, lot of the things because then I had a workshop for setting up podcasts. And that was a one day workshop where I invested couple of things to set up the the tools that run in the background and everything like that so yeah if, if we think from the kind of very very first start that's much more than two years it's now yes. publishing for more than two yeah. years which yeah, is yeah, awesome yeah yeah it's amazing especially the number of episodes and just seeing that that the the topics are still coming in is you know it's it's amazing it's really amazing you know what, what a variety the episodes are covering in terms of any anything related to to statistics to any related topic to leadership so it's 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 amazing just looking back and scrolling through the list of, of episodes 
Some of them I don't even remember anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and we have now listeners from all around the world. Last time I checked, we had much more than 100 countries where wow. we have at least one listener. And to be honest, when I was scrolling through the tail of that list, I was thinking, hmm, first time that I hear about that country. <laughs> and I would have never assumed someone, you know, in... And these Himalayan countries to download our episodes. It's 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 really really interesting, and it's of course yeah, lots of listeners from the US, lots of uh, downloads from there and from different European uh, countries, but also China, India, um, Australia, uh, various countries uh, in, in South America. Uh, when we look into the Overall landscape, there's yeah, there's only a couple of white spaces or spots left on on the map where nobody has listened to our <laughs> podcast, which is quite Antarctic. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into nine learnings from these more than 100 episodes that we recorded over two years, and I think the first learning is actually talking already to these numbers that we just mentioned. It's, if I recall the discussions that we had before we started it, I always thought, like, wouldn't it be amazing to have 50 listeners per week mm -hmm. and kind of basically give a, a usual kind of presentation at a smaller conference on a, on a weekly basis? So things that you would usually have... As a, in these parallel tracks where at a stats conference where you have maybe 50, 60, 70 people listening. And to have that on a, on a regular basis, I was thinking that would be awesome. Mm. But actually, think bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, that's, that's basically the first one of the key messages, uh, takeaway messages from, from what, what we think is, you know, key is really think bigger. Don't, don't set yourself personal boundaries um, or limit yourself by setting boundaries that you can easily um, you know go over and this is uh, this is not only for the podcast it's really for the work life for anything it's just um, don't put yourself in a box and think yeah that's my area that's that's me but no it's not it could be much more so really think bigger think outside the box get other people involved get other thoughts involved, got other um, ideas uh, combined, and uh, it's not about statistics, it's about the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The second thing is actually quite interesting, because the second learning is prepare for the unexpected. <laughs> this episode is a quite nice case study because we are actually recording it for the second time because when we recorded it the first time uh, we had a problem with the tool and yeah. we and had we, to we didn't prepare for the unexpected <laughs> well we did so to say that we always plan with some buffer here we never usually record kind of last minutes that we are pressured to get things out the next day or something like this we have have a couple of episodes on the buffer and that helps us to manage see that things happen yeah interviews shift or um, someone gets sick or you know family life gets in the way or there's a work priorities there's all, all kind Cor of different corona things that 
<laughs> oh, Corona. Yeah, it's oh god. Yeah, actually, no. But but for this for this episode, we're actually double recording it. So just to make sure that it's not going to happen again. And I think moving forward, that's our standard approach, is to you know have double recording um, so that if one is you know not working, the other one hopefully works. So it's basically. I think there's the prepare for the unexpected is a little bit wider than just um, you know double re recording. It is really something to plan in for different for different scenarios, things that might happen on your way, and uh, you know as a statistician, you just see this quite often. You know if you if you prepare for for example for an analysis, and then you realize a few days like like very short time is that you know that you still have trouble in getting getting the QC done you, you know everything sorted the, the the things that that need to be discussed and need to be solved before delivering and uh so uh, you know this this somehow comes to uh, as a surprise every time i think this is this is really something where we where we need to see prepare for the unexpected to really understand what could come your way i mean experience is one thing But uh, planning and and really getting other people involved, uh, preparing for whatever it is, so for any anything that that's within your responsibility, so really prepare and also prepare for the unexpected. Yeah, and very often, kind of timelines might shift inwards very very dramatically because mm -hmm. maybe there's a early stopping or you know the, the recruitment is much faster than anticipated and you know the organization that was managing the timeline had so much buffer built into it that they said boxed it so much <laughs> that mm -hmm. now uh, they come as a surprise oh, we are three weeks early welcome and you think oh <laughs> now i need to really really hurry up so i think it's always Uh, good to plan for the unexpected and yeah usually things take longer than we think have some buffer in the system is a really good advice mm -hmm. well the third point is is uh, i like that one is to delegate what you are not good at or what you don't like that's <laughs> that's a good one because i i think it's a you know not only a good advice it's really something that makes your life easier as well because you know handling stuff that you're not good at and you don't and you know that people colleagues and others are just brilliant in so you know it's you don't have to take everything on your desk we are it's a team It's a team approach usually, so it's rarely that, that you're alone uh, on a task. And delegation is thing that we discussed in our, one of our um, episodes before. Anyway, it's, it's something that, that is really difficult for some people to do. Not, not because they, they are not allowed or then they, they shouldn't be doing it. It's just because they simply feel bad about it, uh, to give work to your colleagues. But actually, there's a good reason why you delegate Yeah, yeah. And here for the work, uh, for the podcast, you know, we delegate work all the time now. So since a couple of months, we have an assistant that helps us with the writing and the editing and lots of the social media work around it. And that makes life so much easier because now we can much more focus on the content itself. We can focus on things that we are really good at. And you probably have noticed that the artwork is much better now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just terrible at that. And, and Rain, who helps with that, is, is brilliant with it and can, you know, do things that 
I would need a long, long, long time to, to, to learn to, you know, get that. Yeah, and also it frees you up to not, you know, not things that you are, you know, as Alexander said, you're good at. That's one thing, but also uh, really, I mean, we are, we are doing the podcast in parallel of work and family life. So, you know, and, and in real life, it does free you up for other things that are still, mm -hmm. you know, key to to your to your personal life and uh, or your work life so that's why it's really it's really good to to learn to delegate and to bring in people and in terms of the delegation of the things that you don't like well i didn't really enjoy editing the podcast it was good that i learned it but i'm now really glad that someone else there. is doing mm -hmm. it and, and rain is doing that of course you there's certain things that you don't like that you still must do Having maybe a difficult conversation, you can't delegate all these different things that you don't like, but there's surely things that you don't like, but others really enjoy doing. Mm. And then it's probably a good sort of have, as I said, a task you should delegate. And that leads us to point number four, which is having fun along the way because if you delegate in a wise way you can have much more fun at work mm. yeah that's true i think have fun is one of the overall things i mean if you don't enjoy what you're doing then that's not going to be successful in any way not neither for your life not not for for the for the job that you're doing yeah i think um that's how how we usually feel i mean you kind of go in a go in a meeting and you really see uh, who people you know the people that that do have fun at the work and others you know that that don't or they they kind of just do this because they have to do it and that is that is something that you just experience when you talk or when you work with people it's really different and it's key for your for your success to have fun yeah you can just also deliver better quality work if you have fun you're much more likely to go the extra mile others that work together with you will much more likely to go the extra mile and think it through because it's it's a fun work and of course well we only have this one life yeah. <laughs> and and why not enjoying our ride through the job as well yeah that's that's really i mean that's about going the extra mile i mean that's the motivation that comes that comes from you know one of the key drivers for motivation is the you know that you enjoy what you're doing so yeah 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 thank you good satisfaction from it and and working with people that that you like is really really important yeah. as well and delegation helps for that by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i mean just one more thought on delegation actually i mean it's sometimes you're just saying well i do better do this myself because then it's done and then you know it's quicker before i tell you know i teach somebody to do it or, or whatsoever but actually you know that's that's a little bit the thing bigger so the the bigger picture is that if you Don't give it away, then you'll do it the next time as well, and yep. the next time, and the time after. So therefore, you know, take time, teach somebody. I mean, for example, as a statistician, you often come across things. I mean, I just I do programming myself. Don't worry. No, but I mean, we do have support from programming. So why not teach? Why not give that away and say, you know, it's not my responsibility. I mean, I can do it, but it's not, you know, on the long term, delegate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Programming is a is a really really important way. I started delegating programming very very early in my career, and that freed me up to do things that only I could do. 
that helped a lot with my with my overall career. I attribute lots of the career growth to my delegation approach. And in terms of having fun, we talked about, of course, it's it's great to work together and building these relationships. That is the fifth point that was a, was a learning. I think having a great relationship with all the different people from PSI, great relationship with the overall stats community, relationships within the companies that we work with, relationships beyond that, these all helped to shape the podcast into what it is now. Because many, many people contributed through their thoughts, through their comments, or maybe just through an email that they sent to us that kept us going and that motivated us to, to move forward. And if you're listening now and you think, oh, that's really, really a nice podcast, we are always very, very happy about feedback. <laughs> also the negative one, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Constructive, positive, and, uh, and uh, negative. Yeah. yeah, I think that's um, relationship also, you know, sometimes we call it networking. So I think it's, it's really about building, showing your capabilities, building trust within a, the community, but also within the company and with others. It's not necessarily within stat statistics. It's really even, you know, far outside statistics. It's above statistics, it's your management system you need to present to sometimes and, and so if it's it's the networking it's the relationship that you're building and we've just been off um, an interview with Lucy Rowell and uh, which would, which was you know touching this topic quite quite a bit uh, on uh, what the foundation of her role and role changes was and this is this is really like a living example of how networking and the building the relationship and trust within uh, within a company or even outside a company is is kind of a really good uh, foundation for for success Yeah, so now you got a little bit of a sneak preview for <laughs> one of the upcoming episodes. Yeah, and also if you look back through all the different interviews that we had, this relationship networking approach very often comes up, whether it's on the business side or whether it's on the scientific side, where people work together to move forward a methodological approach and where they help each other in that regard. Or if we think about special interest groups that are built on relationships, are built on trust that we have a common goals that we are pursuing and then we are driving forward. So, and you can reach out to, to lots of other people. You know, we had interview guests here from... Outside of statistics, we had interview guests from outside of the uh, healthcare industry even that helped us to shape this podcast. And this is all through relationships. And of course, there's a lot about social media to be said, but it's also about this usual offline relationships of meeting at a conference, meeting at an event, um, having a coffee. Or beer together. That's that's quite important. Yeah, and I always think when we are usually talking about statistics or business or anything, but or scientific, as, as Alexander just said. But actually, this is one of the key items also for your private life. 
to be honest. Yeah. If you know somebody who knows somebody, then this might help you in the future at some point as well. So it's yeah. really not not only for it's really like one of the key um, networking and and building relationships, trust, and every is is one of the key items for throughout your life. So yeah, and. To be really honest, I think I wouldn't have gone that far without Benjamin. <laughs> Which is a relationship and networking from all, from old days. Yeah, 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 yeah. From, from very, very old days. <laughs> so, learning number six. Be curious. Be curious and dig deeper. I think there's always something... Especially in the interviews, when we had these follow-up questions where we kind of found the gold. You know, when, when people were talking about something and then we talked about, kind of had these questions. Can you give an example? How did that make you feel? What were the backgrounds to that? These kind of questions helped then to much better explain what was going on and to much better learn and give good content to you as a listener. And I think that is something you can also utilize in your day-to-day -day job. Yeah, Ask follow-up questions, dig deeper, both from a you know, data side, but also on a, on a people side. Better understand the, the other person that's sitting across the table or you know, on the other end of the, the phone mm. line or the, the virtual meeting you're in. Yeah, I think, I think being curious is kind of going into the in the point we mentioned before with having fun. So I think curiosity is also like a big driver for motivation and then therefore the, the fun of, of, uh, of the things, so really to understand things, to go outside, think outside the box, go across, um, you know, common uh, the common way that, that usually is being handled, but really under, trying to understand more more than that. And as Alexander said, digging deeper into, into the counterparts, uh, you know, understanding of the of the topic or the, the background question that helps a lot to sometimes differentiate also the, the between you know what is driven by emotion for example what is driven by facts what is uh, you know what is the background so why is this the this opinion being um, being said already and trying to understand more Uh, digging deeper into into the um, into the into the topic, and I think this this helps. Uh, this is kind of a nature of a statistician, I would say, um, to really understand, trying to understand what the, what the driver is for it. And um, well, yeah, I think this this is key. This is, well, yeah, I still remember one discussion I had with one of the students of the Effective Statistician Leadership Program. We had in the this program uh, an assignment that people, you know better understand their counterparts. And this statistician went then to speak to his physician and understanding how we made these dose escalation decisions. And the physician then showed him this huge Excel spreadsheet of bipatient level data that he would go through and take that would take about a date and he would kind of ballpark what is the safety signal there is it is it okay to move forward or not and the statistician in our program then said ah i think i can help you with that and because he was able to stay curious and learn how he's really working he was then be able to create a R shiny app for him pretty fast actually 
and set reduce the workload for that physician on a regular basis from one day to 10 minutes. And probably the quality of the decision is also much better. So this is just one example of better understanding what are the processes, what are the people doing to create value, progress your career, yeah. and help others uh, along the way. Yeah. And also, I mean, that is you can you can, you can do a double check basically on that one for for yourself. Um, you know, what, what I experience is that sometimes you know if you go if you go to a meeting and and you don't don't follow, you don't ask these questions, or you don't even you know in in your mind ask this question. You should just check if the work that you this is connected to is is that really fun for you? Do you enjoy that? Because usually you don't. That's what I what I found. Because yeah. no, yeah. seriously, I mean sometimes you just it's it's kind of a, one of the key identifier for me. Oh, there's something going wrong. So it's not the right thing. Maybe maybe delegation comes in place here, or it's not the you know it's not my understanding. Maybe I'm not um, intuitive motivated. So what's wrong? So if if you don't ask the questions, if you do dig, don't dig deeper automatically, then for me it's it's usually a good sign of. Uh, maybe I should just reconsider this topic at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's not the right task for you, or maybe you need to have a have a different approach to it. Mm. Yeah. So, so sometimes through curiosity, you can also find much more purpose and understanding in it, and that will may in turn help you with the motivation. Number seven. Our community is much bigger than we think. <laughs> Uh, that's true. We touched that already. This, uh, but it's amazing. Um, not only that, you know, seeing the numbers of, you know, who are potentially statisticians, but it is just from from the podcast we see this quite nicely. But this is just a fraction of what is available there. And so, if you're, if you have a topic, if you have any anything that's on your mind with regards to statistics, um, scientifically or practically whatsoever, uh, you know, just use uh, like a search engine on the internet and uh, look out for it and you will be amazed where you know statisticians are facing the same or similar problems or issues uh, questions uh, solutions hopefully so that you can work on and on top of that you know we the experience really is that these statisticians don't try to be isolated They they are looking yeah. out for for the community themselves. They're happy to see somebody else is having the same questions, and so that is something what I really enjoy about the community of statisticians is the openness and the the willingness to share to share results to share um, you know to work together. Different company sometimes even competitors are working together very closely as statisticians and and really enjoy. The, the 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 way of uh, of the community that that the statisticians can all bring in uh, bits and pieces to to really help others grow. Yeah, because mostly we work in these pre-competitive fields, and so all these stats methodological approaches needs to be published anyway mm. to be accepted. The other thing is, it's not just enough to you know publish it maybe once, and then you know think it's published. It's really important to promote it, to bring it to the bigger audience. There's so many people around the world that could benefit from it. Just an example, through this podcast, I had the chance to talk with two statisticians in Egypt, hmm. yeah, who would have 
thought that I would, you know, I would have never dreamt or even thought about, you know, that I would talk to some statisticians in Africa about statistics and statistics in healthcare. There might be people far beyond your horizon that might have exactly the same problems like you and that would be that maybe have a solution for you or that benefit from the technical approach that you have developed or, or from, from any other solution. So think beyond just kind of maybe your horizon in terms of your company or your country or, you know, your area of expertise. Um, there's so much more that's going on. Mm. Yeah. And also sometimes it's just not that the, the solutions are available, but working together brings solutions, you know, much yeah. more easily and quicker than the, if you're isolated and working on this alone. Okay, number eight is an interesting one. Yeah, it is. As we are, <laughs> as, as we are publishing content, we have noticed that there is quite a lot of unnecessary red tape for some companies up to the point that statisticians are not even allowed to be interviewed by us and then other companies are completely open with it no problem whatsoever basically no red tape mm. involved so there's a huge variety there and it's it's not that you know you could say well the big companies are like that and the small companies are like that or the u.s companies are in that way and the non-u.s companies are not another way no, it has. I can't see any kind of predictor for red tape. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's probably more the um, decision of individuals. I sometimes, you know, if well, at least I would say that if people don't understand or don't know much about the stats community, you know, and also not about how the podcast is working, that technically or like from from what, what we are doing on the podcast, then it's sometimes like an individual decision of saying yes, no, maybe, but whatsoever. So kind of giving some restrictions and i think they have, therefore it's probably less about companies it's more about individuals that are decision makers there um i would say it's an interesting takeaway it doesn't have much to do with statistics at, at the time but that how differently that it is it is being handled from from our interview guests and, and their companies once in a while so and i think but this is this is kind of a more you know i think the more takeaway is is that regardless of what we experience in the podcast is that this is probably sometimes holding you guys or anyone back on doing something different anything outside any changes anything new because of uh, individual stakeholders within uh, your environment that take decisions without maybe having the background to it and or understanding yeah. what it is and this again brings yeah. in the you know the ability to lead to to present uh, the necessity of of changes or the of additions of uh, and so on so this brings a little bit this back on your desk to kind of teach them you know bring them the, the knowledge to understand why you think that the, the 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 task that you are planning to do but it's you know which is not allowed uh, to you by your company is necessary so it's really about yeah. and so, so it's also an explanation why certain companies are maybe underrepresented in this podcast because it's nearly impossible to to get the interviews yeah, with but, a, company internal approval system yeah. we don't we don't have a list anyway of how what company i mean there are so many out there so no. it's not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> no no, no. We, we don't even try to balance that out <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> no. okay 
last learning is your personal growth happens outside of your comfort zone. I think both Benjamin and myself, we stepped out of our comfort zone when we started that. It felt frightening. It felt unsure. It was really... It was a black box. Yeah, it was also quite even painful to listen to your voice at the beginning. <laughs> And to put content out there, to be critiqued, to be reviewed. And of course, here and there you get some, you know, maybe a nasty side comment. Of course. But to be honest, the overall response is really, really positive. And, and whenever there was a, a feedback that was negative, it was usually in a very constructive and empathic way so i need to say we have a really really nice listenership <laughs> yeah we do and actually yeah no I, i agree also with the comfort zone because this doesn't you know for for somebody like me who wasn't very much involved in podcasting before it's scary i mean at the moment when you record you don't you don't you just record i mean we have a chat that's that's how we set up the whole scenario for us but you know knowing that that um, somebody is listening and then listening to it yourself live on the like on the internet just on the podcast player it's well it was a bit scary but no it's um but we grow into it and i think that's something we can take from the podcast but you can or everyone including ourselves can take this as a as a lessons learned from really for your personal for your uh, business life and and just you know understand that if you think outside but go outside the box that may be a very very big advantage for you to grow grow into something that you didn't even expect to come and but on a positive side so yeah and the same as kind of with for example with public speaking for many statisticians that is not part of their comfort zone to be on stage but you can train yourself on that you can you know speak first maybe at smaller events or maybe you know just to people that you uh, trust and like and expand from there and this continuously challenging yourself helps you to push these boundaries of what's comfortable for you and what's not and For me, for example, I very often had challenges to approach people that are, I don't know, and ask them, you know, for an interview, things like that, just because I was fearful of rejection or, you know, fearful of getting something, who are you that you're asking? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these kind of comments. And I always kind of thought to myself, then, okay, let's still do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, mm -hmm. you get a no, maybe. Yeah, or maybe you get a a bad look or something like this, or maybe you get completely ignored. These things also happen. But still, I also got really, really nice feedbacks, and sometimes so. So there's another interview that is coming that I'm doing later this week with a really prominent author. I'm not conveying who that is yet. <laughs> You need to stay on the podcast. This episode will come out in a couple of weeks. Who I thought, wow, that's, that's such a prominent guy. He'll probably never give an uh, interview to me. But he said, yeah, sure. He was actually quite interested directly. So growth happens outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I think... I think that's a good message now from from our side for you know for this for the ninth point for, from our list is that 
whatever we discussed before, like any any of the other items, this is all kind of combining into the ninth one is to just don't stop where you are, don't uh, you know, but but think bigger, you know, to just prepare things to come curious dig deeper just go on move on and really step outside your comfort zone because this is what what's driving things forward not personally but also for the company and also for for the job that you're doing that's really good kind of a final conclusion or final summary actually for for what we said before yeah we all need to improve our skills because we all we need to have such sessions play a bigger role in our data-driven world uh, to make better decisions for the benefits of patients because Mm. in the end all what we do is driving better healthcare you know whether it's through better allocation of budget or whether it's through better allocation of resources or new therapies or better therapy algorithms there's so many different things we can do but we as statisticians need to step up um, our game overall and leverage our skills so that we can have a really positive influence on the overall healthcare on the planet. Okay, that was thinking bigger. <laughs> <laughs> nice summary. And with that, thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Bye. like all recent episodes was created in association with PSI and with the help of Rain who helps with this show like editing and things like that in the background thank you for listening please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector and please tell your colleagues about this reach your potential lead great science serve patients Just be an effective statistician.